everybody. It's so nice to be back here. Matty's here, Chris is here. The weather's warmed up, took the rugs off the horses. And so um, hopefully uh, it's not going to get cold again now. It'll be um, it'll be a nice t- <laughs> be nice for the next few days, at least. Anyhow, buying and selling horses. I mean, I, I kind of think that, you know, everybody views like car salesmen and the car sales industry is fairly dodgy. But I, I mean, I, I, well, I don't know about you guys. I, I'm, we hadn't over the years, we've bought and sold a few, but I really haven't bought that many and sold that many horses. But you guys have been at this. I mean, Matty, obviously, as a professional, has never owned a horse. Until now, obviously, he's made so much money, he can have a, whatever racehorse he could almost, you know, guarantee to have. But um, but this is one of the things we were going to involve Alex in as well, because Alex, um, who is our technical genius behind all this lot, and Alex, you kind of came into horses in a in a sort of slightly enforced manner. Is is that what I is that what I would say? <laughs> um. Okay, well, I wouldn't necessarily say enforced. There was originally, I, I, I sort of bought into the dream, right? So I was sold a vision of what it would be like. And uh, I, I told in a previous podcast, because I, I used to go along with my girlfriend at the time and watch her go to this riding school and do this on a Saturday morning. And she's very into all of it and relatively good at show jumping, right? That was her, that was her thing. And I'd go along and I thought, oh, this is great. You know, I'll watch this, sit there, have a coffee, you know, well done, great stuff. You know, that was basically, you know, I, that was my contribution. But there was always this kind of background thing of, oh, wouldn't it be great to have our own horse and be able to go to different shows and events and things? And I, I slowly over time, I thought, oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe that isn't a bad idea. <laughs> and I knew nothing. I mean, I literally nothing. I knew nothing else, what to look for, what to expect how to go about this whole process and we get to this yard where they're very accomplished at obviously bringing these show jumpers across from all over the place and this was a belgian warm blood very nice great bloodline all of the right things that you would na- you know, naturally be drawn to if you didn't know about horses you would see these things and you'd think yes this, I'm, I'm gonna get a good i'm gonna get a good one so i turn up and we look you know, and there's these there's i don't know 20 30 horses there this particular horse was probably the only one there who seemed to be less aggressive towards me, towards me, which was a help, I think, on the day. <laughs> How to buy a horse? Buy the one that doesn't bite you. The one that doesn't bite me, yeah. And it was absolutely pouring down with rain. I mean, it was it was one of those days where it was the rain was bouncing off the floor, and they, and we I thought, you can't go all the way there, and you can't at least get on this horse and and go and see what it's like. I was like, we come all this way, you might as well go and go. So we go and stand in this hut and she goes around this horse, comes back to this fantastic, best horse ever she's ever heard or whatever. We go into this other hut where there was these three horse trading people who were so skilled and knowledgeable and knew exactly what they were doing. And I came walking in and we sort of had this chat. And we came out of there about 20 minutes later. So we, we had to arrange for betting. And apparently, because of the value of the horse, you have to have, I think it's called, is it five-star betting? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. So we had to have this betting. And then we had to figure out transport, because we had no transport. And at this point, nowhere for the horse to actually stay. I mean, it wasn't going to stay in the garden. <laughs> so, so we had to figure so, all this so out. So let me get this right. So basically, knowing absolutely nothing at all, you went down to a place, wrote a check, and then had to sort out... How on earth, A, to get it home and where it was going to live? When you put it like that, it does sound quite crazy, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I, it, that that is slightly bonkers because I must admit, I haven't ever gone anywhere and bought a horse without the ability <laughs> to either take it home or leave it there. Yeah. And have somewhere for it to live. Well, we, we, we kind of <laughs> we kind of left there, and a little bit. You know, when you, you do on these things, particularly if you buy like a secondhand car and you leave wherever it is, and you have that sort of moment of like, did, did that just happen? And it was a bit like that in the car journey on the way on the way back. I was like, this is this day real? Am I? Am I? Is this really happening to me? Do you buy it there and then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought it there and then. Yeah. You literally bought it there and yeah, then. Yeah, we. It's him. Sorry, yeah, him. Sorry. Yeah, I. We just didn't know. You know, when you, I think the thing is, when you buy some of these horses, particularly the, the ones where they've already been competing from a very young age, they obviously know what they're doing and they they need someone who's riding that horse who also knows what they're doing so that they can make the most of it, get the most out of them. If not, the he, and he did, start mucking about and getting away with things. And of course, when that starts happening, it's a bit of a kind of, you know, downwards slope after that you know you're sort of always chasing to get things back mm. under control and that was almost what it was like we sort of had this obviously very talented horse but not really the understanding the knowledge of how to how to, how to really look after if you like to be the, be the safest way to put it um but we we you know it's a very valiant effort to try and do the best things and we did pay for you know, good vetting the vetting came back very very good all the x-rays great everything was brilliant um range transport at great cost found a yard nearby to, to put him in. So this all happened in about two weeks. Within two weeks, it all just went shoop, and we, we suddenly had this horse. And it was like, right, now we have, now we have a horse. Um, let's just let's go. And then that was pretty much, the, that was that was all the good bits. I mean, this I know that sounds, this has been so far, these are all the best bits that happened. From there on in, or from till, till I left it, it all went terribly wrong. But you can see it coming. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious me! I just can't. I I'm I am literally. I mean, you said you said you had a good story about it, and the three of us who are sitting here, who've actually who do actually ride, you know, to to a certain. Mm. I mean, it's not to the high standard that Matty has ridden and all that sort of stuff, or Cress, yeah, actually, you know. But you know, I mean, the whole idea of actually having, mm. and that was the best bit. The best bit is supposed mm. to be the actually messing around on it, rather. Than... Yeah, exactly. But he ended up with a Shetland, didn't he? You ended up I with did. a Shetland. Well, I ended up with well, okay. I mean, it doesn't get worse than that. <laughs> you say that. That is that is another great story. <laughs> I'll tell that one because this one's almost better than that. Well, it is better than that one. So we bring this horse back. Lovely, as I say, Belgian warm blood. With this, the markings on the on the face were like this white sort of diamond shape, but really smart. And it just so happened in this yard to be a Shetland with like virtually identical colour and markings. I mean, almost a complete mini-me. And so, you know, we, we spoke to the, yeah, the owner of this particular yard and they went, oh yeah, you know, she's been here for, for, for ages, no one wants it, kind of thing. And we were like, oh, there we go. And within about a week, we had that one as well. Um, so we had the two of them. This, <laughs> this massive, show, massive show jumper and this tiny little Shetland. Uh, and they got on quite well, surprisingly. So um, ended up with two horses. But then it, it, only about two, three months after we bought her, we came down to the field. It was the middle of summer. She was lying there and had really, really severe colic. And there might have been complications. So we had to get her in the back of a, uh, a transport that we'd borrowed and take her down to Rosdale's. Because this was on like a, 
I want to set like a bank holiday kind of, you know, in the summer, sort of, there was no real local vets open. So we had to go down to Rosdales, went all the way down to Rosdales with her, with this, got there. Soon as we got, got her out of the back of the lorry or whatever, she was fine. So all that, they said, well, the chances are, is it might have resolved itself in the journey down. So we got there, paid for, you know, checks and things we done, brought this Shetland back. By the way, the Shetland was about 300 quid. All the stuff that Rosdale's did was easily 900 pounds plus. So three times the cost of the purchase of the horse that I had made only about two months earlier. So uh, needless to say, my experience of buying horse, at that point, I was like, no more horses. I was like, never buy another horse. But of course, when you've got two, <laughs> the damage is already done. The vet's bills are flooding in. The, you know, farrier is, bills are flooding in. And the stables and everything's, and now you're just, you're, you're in, aren't you? You're, you're on the Ferris wheel. So that was that. Really. <laughs> and did you, just out of interest, okay, so uh, did you ever manage to sell these horses? Or did you actually, did you <laughs> sell? Lime. I, I would have been shot. I would have been, I, <laughs> I was never going to be allowed to sell them. No, no, no. She, she was very right. keen on keeping them. She loved them. And they were, despite all of our trials and tribulations, they were going to go nowhere. And I respected that. We may have got lucky buying one that was good and, and unlucky in having all the problems we'd had, I suppose is the best way. Here's my tip for the week. Don't ask Matty for tips on the races. We had trials day here at Cheltenham on Friday. I was like, hey, Matty, give us a couple of tips. I've got vet bills to pay. Neither of those horses came in. <laughs> One, yeah, but the first one was just got beat by he, the smallest of margins. He, he was Edward Stone, yeah, and he, they were only paying one, two places, not all three. So that was a bit. It's all right. You'll get it back because he'll win the Green Mother Champion Chase in March. Will he? He's strong, isn't he? Yes. He's a blinking strong horse. Like, even though he got beaten, I was like, oh, yeah, he was a bit keen, a bit fresh the other yeah. day. So he, he'll win the Queen Mother. But you heard it here and first, then, folks. I mean, when. We'll start doing some tips for the greatest um, festival of racing on earth. In uh... I just said, Andrew, did you Absolutely. not hear me? <laughs> Don't listen to his tips. He's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 30 quid down. The great thing about giving tips <laughs> is that they are tips. And well, it yeah, doesn't actually matter. Yeah. It's all about the fun of taking part, isn't it? Who else did I Absolutely. lose on? Paisley Park. Lost on him. And I lost on... Yeah. Uh, there was another one before I asked you. I lost on another one. I think I think the best thing about this, I, I'm not making a judgment here, is the fact that <laughs> to win enough money to pay the vet, you're betting on. <laughs> yeah. I just Worth love that. Try. I love it. Absolutely brilliant. Worth a shot. So what about you, Chris? So at some stage, you, I kind of think... Talk to me about buying and selling horses, Andrew. Well, somebody <laughs> told me once... There's a you, reason I'm divorced. You were a bit of a dealer. I wouldn't call myself a <laughs> dealer. Um, I did it on a I very... I thought you said a diva. <laughs> a diva. Oh, yeah. No, definitely, definitely a diva. That's why those people were running away from her in the car the other day. The way she was driving bella. down that road going, get out of the way, I'm from Cheltenham, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> I did. Um, but uh, no, I wouldn't call have, have called myself a dealer. I did it sort of one horse at a time. I had uh, 
I brought <laughs> I brought two over at once once from I from Ireland. This is I used to go and get them from Ireland. Uh, okay. And if I wasn't buying for me, I'd be buying for other people. Okay. So I like to think either either I'm right about this and I've got a good eye for a horse, or I've just I'm I'm really good at buying them. I'm really good at buying a nice horse, right? Just not so good at selling them. <laughs> so I ended up with too many. Um, but they're really can't fault them. They're lovely horses, and the ones that I have sold have gone on to do really good things. Are they? The ones the master. Yeah, yeah. One's um, a master's horse down at is it Sandhurst? Yeah, Sandhurst. He's doing really well. The they all they've all gone into the forces actually. Funnily enough, so he's gone into the army. The first one went into the navy to compete on the navy team. Oh, it was a boat horse. Um, How was he swimming? What? <laughs> no. Off in a Caribbean uh, island somewhere. I don't know. Um, I don't know what they no. They show jump, don't they? And they wear their uniforms and look really pretty and nice. So he went off to do that, and then uh, and then Millie went off shortly into the navy. She went off on loan into the navy for a short while. Um, so yeah, they've all ended up going into the forces, and which is quite unusual. But yeah, no, they've been really, really good horses. So a lot of people think that buying a horse is about the way that it looks, the way that it performs. And a load of friends of mine now refuse to get on a horse and test it out. Well, you know, they'll they'll buy it, but they won't have actually ridden it beforehand. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I, I can't tell just by looking at it what it's going to be like. My The only one that we've ever really been out and bought for ourselves was at um, Malvern horse sales hmm. where you do that sort of three counties thing and and um that was hmm. that was a day where basically my wife and a friend pointed at horses and i was there with my hat and jobbers on and hmm. um would just get on to and i probably would have ridden about 20 odd horses that day and then and hmm. the, the one of the ones that i said that that is really you know that's the one it was just the way she took me through the fence, which I just was like, yeah, that'll, we'll have that one. Thank you very much. And she's the only one that has ever been a real success. And we literally, we've probably had her now. My wife, yeah, my wife bought her and we've probably had her for 12 years, something like that. Yeah. And, it's just, and she's just been brilliant. She's taken the kids all the way through Pony Club, all that sort of stuff. I and mean, just an absolute... The only thing that's wrong with her is the fact that if you went into a stable, Alex, she would kill you. She she just doesn't like human beings in her. So she's just like, I'm gonna. But that attitude, you bottle that attitude, and when you get on it, they're just amazing, absolutely amazing. Hmm. But I quite often think that Matty, do you think that those horses that have sometimes got the sort of bad attitude, and they put it down on the track? Do you think sometimes or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know if you remember a long time ago, a horse called Barton Bank, trained by the great right. Duke. My mate actually used to look after him. He won King George's. I think he, he ran in Gold Cups, finished, I don't think he won one, I think second and third. But he was an absolute savage in the box. You, you, had, to, you had to muzzle him up and, yeah, he just... But, yeah, some of them, that's, that doesn't... 
sort of define them, does it really? If they're, but then I've I've had it on the other side as well. There's there's been a few that are absolutely. I went to pick up a horse once for who was coming into training. Went in there, and I was quite new to racing, and there's a what I thought was a lovely chestnut filly, and. Over the box, she was like rubbing up against me, right? And I was stroking her and she was licking my hand. And I was like, oh, she's nice. What a lovely filly this is. And <laughs> next minute, this lady's come around and she went, don't you be fooled by her. I went, sorry? She said, I'm just telling you, do not be fooled. I said, oh, okay. Come out of the box of a head collar, walked onto the lorry. Oh, brilliant. And she said, when you ride her out, make sure you give her some ACP, which is obviously just to calm them down. I'm thinking, calm her down. I was just thinking, the nicest little horse. She doesn't need. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. and you know, so you get back and you go, oh, well, these people, they don't know what they're talking about, do you? There's nothing wrong with her. I got back, said to Gary. Oh, they said, like, when do you ride out, ride her out for the first time, just sort of help, just take the edge off her a little bit. And he went, yeah, oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. He said, yeah, no, she'll be fine. So off we went first day, off down, trotting down the road. And all of a sudden she started to gallop down the road. <laughs> <laughs> and when I mean down the road, this is a steep oh hill down into God. Brighton, which oh, went no. down to the seafront. And I was going <laughs> <laughs> and from that day on forward, we gave her a few ACP. <laughs> <laughs> Did she, was she decent? Would would, would she perform At, on the racetrack? Or? Absolutely <laughs> useless, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <so> useless. Funny. <laughs> uh, but, but you never told the owner that, obviously. Because the owner was obviously still paying for it to be trained well, and all this stuff. And you told her, oh, it's a lot. Look at the speed it can go down the road at. <laughs> Look at it. I think it loves I'm firm so... It loves firm ground. Lo- it, loves it. it loves it when <laughs> it can see we... the sparks coming off its shoes. Yeah, yeah. I think if we run this in the summer, we That's could be all right. As <laughs> you're going down the, going down the yeah. street at night oh, with a dear. Yeah, the going down the street. Up at, blimey, all righty. <laughs> So, but okay. So, Chris, so you collected a lot of horses. You were very good at buying them, mm. and 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 the se- I mean, the selling is tricky, isn't it? It really, really is. It's, it's- really hard. And uh, there was one time. So, uh, obviously, I buy them from, like I said, buy them from Ireland. So you have a vetting done in Ireland. Well, trust and- trustworthy bunch. The 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 vets in Ireland. I've always thought it's their accent well, that that just makes you trust them straight away. Well, things, especially then, were a little bit different in Ireland, and we all know that, but you take it, you know, you take, you just make your own judgments, don't you? It's like, so you'd have these Irish vettings, and they'd be, you know, tick, box, tick, box, tick, box, tick, and sometimes, they, you know, whatever. Like, can you put up with this? Can you put up with that? Yes, you can, fine. So there was one time where, I, the one time I bought a horse, no, so I bought, two horses in this country the but the one i didn't i had one vetting in this country for my old boss for a hunt horse uh so he was 12 years old he'd been there and done it he'd just been a hunter all his life or jump 
gates, he'll jump ditches, he'll jump, 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 jump. Fine. Master's horse. Perfect. Perfect for what my boss is looking for. Went to see this horse. Nice size. 17 hands. Good confirmation. All the rest of it. The vet comes up, does a vetting. Oh my goodness. When they... 45 minutes that vet was talking to me about this horse. Oh, well, you know, yeah. Has it passed? Well, yes, it's passed, but, well, you know, in five years' time, you might find this, you might find that. It's like, I might be dead in five years' time. Like, the, the, Don't tell me about five years' time. Is the, can it see? Yes, it can see. Has the teeth all right? Teeth are all right. Heart's all right. Heart's all right. Yeah, it could gallop. It could, any breathing problems? No, no breathing problems. So it's passed the vetting. Yeah. So it's fit for the job. Yeah. But... <laughs> Because they've got to cover their backs, haven't they? You don't get that in Ireland. It's either they're passed or they're not. Well, that was then, I'm saying. that It's all x-rays now, isn't it? Which is ridiculous because I wouldn't pass a vetting. There's no chance. But I don't think any of us there's would. Not many, there's, not many, there's not many horses that would, to be honest. They're so, no, there's horses they're so going around badminton. Now. I used to work at um, Ollie Townend's and that armada, his knee was massive. He had this massive, massive knee. Random, completely random. If you went to buy that horse, you'd go, Ooh, oh, I don't like that knee. But then goes right. Did he win badminton? I don't know if he won badminton, but you know, did, did pretty, badminton did a few well. times. It, it, it's, I know, like, I can go and look at a horse like that one that when, it, when we did buy it, and he did go and had a great time hunting for my boss. I'm not worried about that, but if you didn't know, like, if you didn't quite know what you were looking at, You'd listen to that vet and go, oh, well, better not have that horse then. Because I had the one year, so I was selling Millie and Archie, two for sale. Between the two of them, they passed six vettings. Everyone walked away. Like, which is utterly, Archie's the one that's ended up in Sandhurst. Um... So he's nothing wrong with him. Passed three vettings and three people walked away over a splint, which I told them about on the phone before they saw the horse. And then the vet would come up and go, oh, I don't like the splint. And again, I'm going, but he's passed. Yes, he's passed, but I don't like the splint. It's like, but for it, goodness uh, sake, I told you about the splint. <laughs> am, I, am I of the understanding now, and I don't know, I don't know whether this is the same now across everywhere, but are we now in a situation whereby if you buy a horse and it's not quite right, you've got a couple, like, is it two months to be able to say, I don't like it, and you can I, just I think take it, it depends if you, buy, if you buy from a dealer, if you buy private. And I'd, it's a long time since I did it, so I, I'm not. I don't want to quote something that's not true. But if it's from a dealer, you've got longer, I think, to take the horse back or bring something up. But of course, everyone's so quick to sue the vets now, aren't they? Yeah. But yeah, because a, um, a, a great friend of mine, um, she sold a horse and told them not to do certain things with it. They did those things, and she has then had to buy it back from them, which mm. seems so. That's too well. Anyhow. And in my humble opinion, I mean, that's just just completely bonkers. Because surely mm. you can't. It's not like if you buy something that you can't then damage, or you can't, you know, use, or you can't, you know, you can understand when you when you buy something, you know, and it's not fit for purpose, like a washing machine. Okay, you buy a washing yeah. machine, 
it doesn't work in the first two weeks, you can take it back. But you've yeah. only got to press buttons on it. If you buy a horse and supposedly it doesn't do what you like you like doing in the first mm. two weeks, surely what you would do is you would work with it. As you, know, as you said, Alex, mm. earlier on, you actually just kind of take a bit of time to get to know it. Mm. You know, it's... Well, I, I, I can't remember who it was that said to me, but I think it was one of the, I had a lot of conversations with people in Ireland, obviously, and hearing their stories. And one of them saying, um, you know, pe- a lot of people from England phoning them up and going, oh, can the horse jump 120? And their reply is, well, can you jump 120? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the horse yeah. can, can you? I wish I could show you a video of me on Saturday. Honestly, Matty, you would have loved this. So I took this little race, this X race horse out, and I'm in a race exercise saddle because it's a, a nice one of those nice Fairfax ones. Have you ever ridden in one of those? It's like sitting in an art. Oh, beautiful, yeah, so. beautiful saddles. I have yeah. to yeah. say, they're amazing. I've got to add, I, <laughs> Fairfax style. That was funny. Um, so apparently, we needed to have this saddle. From Fairfax, of course, we had to have this one. This was the one. They came along to do their, you know, the saddlery company turned up. They get a phone call. I don't know anyone that got is this one. Great. So we ended up buying one of those as well. I don't know. I think it got used half a dozen times. Three thousand pounds. I reckon it was about that. Yeah, I can't quite remember. Yeah. I try to forget these things. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, the the race exercise aren't that bad. They're only about five hundred quid, which actually for a new saddle is not. But they are an unbelievably comfortable. So anyway, I was in it from what was I? We started at half eleven, and I didn't get off until about half past three, four o'clock on Saturday. Anyhow, this little horse, the one that likes the poles or doesn't like the coloured poles, he's mastered jumping up things. So we did a few. We did um, we did a log pile to begin with. We did a couple of upright four bar gates. Um, some big tiger traps and he's absolutely flying he he nearly got me off jumping too big over one but it was absolutely perfect anyway we then get to the stage where we've got three sets of banks jump up a bounce and off okay so i'm like right i am prepared for this because there is no way in a million years this horse has ever jumped off anything well, everybody, and they got the cameras out rather than just wait and see what happened. Everybody was like, everybody there was like, cameras out, cameras out. So I'm like, right. And I rode into this thing. I'm completely on the buckle. And my, my backside's, I'm leaning about as far back as I possibly could do. Push him forward, jumps up onto it. And then, of course, that's when he realises he's got to jump back down the other side. Oh. Like, ah! like this. So we did that. He, did, he was fine. We did it a few times following people. And then I was kind of thinking, right, we need to get him just doing it without following. So the last one, and it's the, the smallest of the whole lot. And again, he pops up like an absolute little angel and then realises he's on his own. He's got no friends to follow him or anything <laughs> like that. Well, it took us about five minutes to get the little blighter down off the... <laughs> <laughs> little so and so but he was a, he was a good boy at the end of the day though he was a good boy so i know somebody who um got stuck on what's called the pimple jump at berrywood people that know 
Berry would will know what I mean. They don't use that jump anymore. It's like a little round, like a little, just, I don't know, well, like a little round pimple and you jump up it and you jump off it. And uh, he was on a young horse that did exactly that. He jumped up it, couldn't get him off it. Oh, <laughs> Got eliminated. Oh, he was dear. like, can you leave the course, please? He's like, oh, get off. Matty. <laughs> Can't get down. <laughs> it just reminded me. Did you, Matty, did you ever race over at Punchestown? No, I never went over to Ireland, no. Went to France, America, and obviously Norway and Sweden, but never got over to Ireland. Because... Uh, we used to go to, I had my 30th birthday. This is a long time ago. This is 20 odd years ago, 20 plus and years And the ago, rest. Over at, Pun- <laughs> yeah, over at Punchestown Races. And Punchestown Races at the, in those days, they've got a, a thing called the Bank That's right, Course. Yeah. That's what made me think about this. So the Bank Course, and the, the banks are enormous. We're talking... Um, normally a horse would, uh, you know, there's a field of 40, 45 horses racing around these things. And a normal horse would be basically sort of jumping up onto it, one, two, three, four, and jump off again. Anyhow, in the years that I was going, I went for about four or five years, there was a horse owned by Mr. James Bond himself, Sean Connery. Okay, and Sean Connery's horse was called Risk of Thunder. And Risk of Thunder was the absolute bank specialist. I have never seen anything like it. It would literally just jump straight, bounce and off. And it it mullered the entire field for five years in a row. And every single time you're like, it can't do it again. It can't do it again. There's just absolutely no way. But if you ever get a chance... Have a look at YouTube. It is unbelievable. Risk of Thunder, Punchestown Bank Racing. Honestly, never seen anything like it in my life. These, like I I've said, done I mean, the, I've done the charity ride around Punchestown. That was fun. Oh my god, that would be amazing as well. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. It's a heck, of- especially when like everyone like takes off and um, well. Every, oh God, it was a really nice horse. I was trying out a horse that day. It was really nice, actually. Um, we wanted to buy it. Somebody beat us to it. He was called King. He was lush. And uh, the whole field galloping towards this quite innocuous-looking log pile. And then all these kids cut, start screaming. So what's going on? What's going on? As we galloping towards it. And then they're all going, there's a ditch! <laughs> Those kids are going like flying off left, right, and center. You can't see it until you're right up to it. I was like, oh my god. Actually, I've got a photo of it somewhere. I'll have to dig it out. Was the ditch in front or behind? In front. Oh. It was huge. And I just I didn't know this horse at all. And luckily, it was an incredible horse. And I just sat there, one of those moments where you just shut your eyes and go, you sort it out. Oh, my <laughs> and Lord was like, in okay. heaven above. And he sorted it out. But it was carnage. It was very amusing. Very amusing. Lots of screaming. And Andrew, did, Ed, did Edna Bolger train that horse, Risk of Oh, she might have. She might have done. He might. He, he might have done. done, yeah. Yeah, no. I thought you said Edna. <laughs> Ed, no, 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 Bolger. That's his name, oh, that's Edna right. Bolger. Yes, Bolger. Yeah. yes, I think he did. Yes, I think he did. He was the He's the bank's king, isn't he? He had spot the oh, difference honestly, as well. Oh, honestly, it was every year there. And, and Sean Connery would fly in in his helicopter. 
I was just there. It was honestly for those. It was an it was an amazing, amazing place to go. I I loved standing. I would I was selling stuff over there, um, selling jewelry, and um, I'd stand at the front of my stand, um, basically stopping the little Irish boys coming on and nicking stuff, and and it would be literally you would be standing there, and <laughs> they the were rascals. like fifteen, sixteen year old kids, and I go, no, you can't come on. A gang of like ten of them, and I'd stand at the front of the stand going, no. You can't come on. And they're like, oh, mister. Oh, don't you. No. <laughs> Off, you know. Where was you? Where was you, Andrew? You sure you yes. were in Ireland? <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was Wales. <laughs> uh, and what, Matty, sort of about you, big um, big ditches in front of fences. Where, where have you, where did you scare yourself the most? I think... <sighs> Walking round the national for the first time, and and believe it or not, the the chair is not as daunting as the the first ditch in the in the actual Grand National, the third fence in the Grand National. That ditch is absolutely humongous. Yeah, I think you could. I think they actually did put a parked a mini in it. I think they parked a mini in it. Yeah, that is. Yeah, they. I mean, it, I think I thought it was bigger than the chair. So that was. And how many times have you been around the national? I only, I only, I finished. I rode in the Topham, and and finished third right. in the Topham, and then I got a ride in the Beecher Chase and pulled up before the last. So. Right. But yeah, the. Uh, Blimey yeah, just, that was just. Well, yeah, awesome. Something. Yeah. Well, guys, I have to say, I, I've well, I don't know about you guys, but I think I've learned quite a bit tonight. <laughs> I'm not certain we got not, not not quite certain what what we've learned, but um, no, it's been um, it's been very very entertaining. Certainly learned to have a little, probably a bit more knowledge about buying horses before you just go and buy them. But then, you know, what what's the best way to become a millionaire horse owner? Well. Start out a billionaire, isn't that right? That's that, yeah. <laughs> 10 million, yeah. I do yeah. think that there's got to be a time when we actually do, just pre the pre the Cheltenham Festival, I think we ought to do tips and everything. And, and then I think you're right, get Alex. I think we ought to get, what we ought to do is we all ought to choose. No, 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 we <laughs> ought to. We ought to. Show. We don't know we anything ought to choose, about choose some winners. <laughs> Choose some winners and we can all, you know, Matty can use his unbelievable racing knowledge. Cress can use her Cheltenham knowledge. I can use a little bit of background knowledge. And then Alex can choose some winners as well. And I can absolutely guarantee that probably through the way that Alex, he'll have as just as much success as we will. If not more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But um, no, thank you so much, guys, again, <laughs> for an absolutely fantastic and um, thoroughly enjoyable evening. And we will see you all same time next week. Lovely. Take care. Cheers, guys. Take care, guys. Thank you so much. Bye.